you know those baseball lawn chairs that fold in and out? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was my living room with a chess, an antique chess that my mom got us. And then not even uh, a TV, not anything else, you know, bed on the floor. And that was the start of F9. Hi. Hello. 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 Hello, and welcome to Architecting. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm the host, Adam Wagner. And today we have a, a slight, slightly different show. Uh, we have a guest who has a lot of similarities to myself. He uh, is running an architecture firm. He hosts a podcast. He teaches at the University of Colorado. Uh, but he does a lot more. So this guy, uh, Alex Gore of F9 Productions, he, along with his partner, Lance Psycho, do all of that but also do development, construction, they wrote a book, they have a Revit training company. Uh, they're, they're really uh, serial entrepreneurs. So I knew about these guys and their podcast Inside the Firm, but I was recently connected with them through my friend Kyle Rogler, and we set up a, a, a podcast swap. So I met him over at their office space that they designed and developed and built. Um, he interviewed me, we grabbed a drink, and then I just started the recording. So in the beginning of this interview, we kind of just start off kind of mid-thought. And we, we really didn't have all that much time to, to really get into a lot of things. Um, but I think this is a still a, a pretty interesting interview uh, from a, a guy who has, has really built up a, a lot of knowledge and a, a broad array of skills and is just really looking at architecture and, and the business of architecture in a lot of different ways. And go check out the interview that uh, they did with me on their podcast, on their Apple podcast or Spotify page for Inside the Firm. Yeah, hope you enjoy. Hey, we're happy to be sponsored by Modern in Denver Magazine. For over a decade, they've been crafting fantastically curated content on Colorado designers and projects, spreading the gospel of good design within our region. And I love how the goal of Modern in Denver aligns with the goal of this podcast, to better build up and connect the community of Colorado designers. So go buy a copy of the magazine at your local bookstand, subscribe to their weekly email list, and follow them on Instagram. Check it out. It, it, it's capturing. Yeah. Um, one of our employees, she wasn't an employee. She was literally in school. We just knew, knew her, lived in New York. And she actually worked for another firm. And then she knew our whole Revit system and stuff. And said, like, oh, can you do some work? You know, just like side gig, whatever. So it was literally maybe at max 10 hours a week. And that's at max. It might have been like four or six or two. And then in the summer, you know, 10. And we somehow missed the communications from New York uh, for unemployment insurance that we didn't pay and then missed the warning and then literally could not get out of a $4,000 fine. And we go, what is this for? And then it's like, well, in case she loses her job, like she's a student. <laughs> well, uh, and then that didn't matter to them. And then she also works at another firm. Like this is literally just like paying a college student to do some like lawn work, but she has skills in architecture and Revit. So she's not doing lawn work. <laughs> yeah. doing 
It was crazy. Uh, $4,000. That just drives me crazy. And just talking to them, they're like, it was just like talking to a brick wall. So I'm like, we're done with New York. I can't talk to that. I know. We we were just saying how Justin and I were trying to get a project in New York and and just the hoops we had to jump through for this small, tiny project, we finally just said no to it. And we're going to have to do a bigger process to get licensed there. But it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, even in Boulder, uh, these client of ours is doing a porch edition um it's not a big porch edition it's it's very very small but with boulder they need a survey of the land to know where the points are and then a survey of the topography because they need to know if you're breaking bulk planes even though you know so it's like they're literally paying let's just i'm making up a number but like eight thousand dollars in fees and in surveyors and architects for a ten thousand dollar porch and it's like i don't want to do this either but like yeah you know? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, cool. You know, this is a special, special episode where I'm not staring at a screen. Uh, I get the real life, real, real man here. And where, where are we at today? What is this beautiful space? Uh, we are at our uh, headquarters for F9 Productions in Longmont. We have a small satellite in, in Denver. Um, it is in a development that we built uh, that includes eight residential townhomes and then one commercial um it had to be a mixed use uh site it was zoned as mixed use i don't know what you would put in here well mixed use i guess you could have commercial and residential anyways it's a small site yeah (laughs) so it seemed like this project fit um we've been doing townhomes for a while uh we had some money so we put it into the land cost and then developed it and then we're the gcs and uh, here we are sitting today. Yeah, it's awesome. When I think that uh, gets to this first question I ask everybody and make people awkward, uh, nice. of, of who are you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah. Is that where this question comes no, from? No, no. But do you get the parallel? No, it's, it's been a while. So Lawrence of Arabia uh, was a British uh, army officer who uh, basically during... I believe it was the Second World War. I might be wrong that it's the First World Maybe War. The first, yeah. The First World War. He got a contingent of um, Arab people to fight. Whoever they are fighting, the Turks, you know, who knows what mm-hmm. people were doing back in the day. But anyways, he's struggling with, like, what's he doing? You know, who is mm. he? And then at the end, <clears throat> he's across the river, and he's on a sand dune, <laughs> and someone's yelling from the other side, Who are you? <laughs> who are you? And it's that double meaning, like yeah. not just who are you, but then to him, it's like, who am I? Yeah. You know, who am I? I'm just going to play that clip for everybody before, and that's going to open it go. up. I like that. So uh, who, are, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're forced to answer. Um, I am someone that has always been interested in architecture and drawing since since I could draw. And... I am someone who hasn't known anything but that. Hmm. Um, I was in the National Guard for a while, hmm. so I have I know a little bit about that world. Um, I'm a dad, so I have kids uh, and a wife, so I know about that world. Um, but mainly, the little, the most I know is about architecture and construction, and I'm finding out I know less and less <laughs> about that every single day. That's funny. You know, I I um I told my business partner about you guys and about F9 Productions today and I said, "Okay, here's here's two guys 
and they do architecture, they do construction, they do development, they have a podcast, they wrote a book, they have they have a course, offer a course called Architect to Builder. They've got what's it, Rock, Rocket Ev, ro- Revit, Revit Rocket Ship. You got your got your BIM library and, and training, and you teach it and you teach it to you. I'm probably leaving out some other things. And my partner is very is pretty introverted and pretty focused. And he said, just hearing you say all that stuff stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like that's a good maybe a good sum up of of you guys, perhaps at least from the outside of what it looks like. Of, Yes, You've got a lot going on. So where where did that where did that come from? So where where did you grow up? Uh, Rochester, Minnesota, hmm. um, which is south of the Twin Cities. It's not close. It's about ninety minutes. Um, anyone who knows it probably knows just because the Mayo Clinic's there. If you are those hospital buffs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I grew up there, and then I uh, didn't want to go to the U of M because I just felt like everyone was going to hmm. the U of M, and then I went and asked when they had those. You know, you go to the convention center and you can tour all the colleges have all their little booths. And then I just asked U of M. I said, I don't know why. I was probably being a jerk. They probably hated me. Like, I don't want to go to the U of M. I don't know any other option. <laughs> they go, well, North Dakota State's pretty good and their booth is over there. <laughs> and I literally I didn't, haven't even heard of North Dakota State before l- that moment. Yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, maybe go to Wisconsin, maybe go to Iowa. They don't have reciprocity. Um so then, then yeah, I went to North Dakota State for architecture school. Well, what did it, what did your parents do? Or what what were you around growing up? Were you around sort of the idea of architecture? Uh, no, no, and yes. So my dad worked at IBM his whole mm. life, and for probably the first fourteen years of my life, I had no idea what he did. Mm. And I would even ask him, like, "What do you do at IBM?" And he he could never explain it, or maybe like. And I remember asking, trying to figure it out, and he probably used terms I didn't know. So it was either I was smart enough for 14 or 15, or he dumbed it down. <laughs> and this is how he dumbed it down. He goes, all the parts in IBM have a number. Hmm. He goes, even every idea has a number to it. Hmm. Someone needs to know where all those parts and all those ideas are. And that's what my department manages. Hmm. So I go, oh, that made sense. Why didn't you say that eight years ago? <laughs> I probably would have got it. Um, and my mom just raised us kids. Um, she did some side accounting stuff. So I had uh, older brother, younger brother. So the, I was in the middle of those mm. two. Um, and then an older sister. Uh, but so it was basically just I, me not even knowing what my dad did. Mm. Uh, and then knowing exactly what my mom did. Uh, and those were different than architecture. Yeah. But I, I started drawing uh, ants versus bees. And I would just draw them on big sheets. And <sighs> my grandma... Uh, my grandpa worked for State Farm, and they'd have big calendars. So she'd give me all the backs, you know, like the big calendar sheets, so I could draw largely on there. And then I would draw pirates fighting each other. And then um, I started to just draw, like, cityscapes. Uh, huh. um, and then my grandma would take us literally, like, on architecture tours to, like, the towns. Hmm. Like, it would be a weekend at grandma's, like, it'd be Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. She'd take us to a different town. We'd either sleep at her apartment or, you know, wherever. Um, so we, like, I'd get to go see historic buildings and things like that. And then I would draw floor plans and elevations of, like, libraries hmm. and, and things like that. Um, and get pretty, you know, spaceships, too. Yeah, and yeah. then make up, like, what was in the spaceship, like, a bunch of nonsense. Like, here's the fuel tank, you know. what? <laughs> um, no relationships probably to reality. But... And then in high school, there was drafting class. Yeah. 
And then by the time I was in fourth year in drafting class, I think I had an, you know, like uh, electives. I took four drafting classes wow. in one year. I was just like, <laughs> screw all this. Like, this is here's all my eggs. We'll yeah. Put it right here in one basket. Um, and then I knew I was going into architecture school. Um, but what one of the a side story to this was sometimes I get internally upset at students. I'm like, how do you not know proportions? How do you not mm. know a bathroom? Like a typical bathroom is like five by eight, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you not see a scale of a toilet and realize 12 by 34 is not right? And that's mm. an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to give credit, like some of them, they're just like, this might be their first architecture class where like I'm seven and drawing out bookcases of libraries, you know, and, and all that other stuff. So it's like, okay, not everyone is doing that. Um, or that's maybe my assumption. Maybe our, more people are doing that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe spaceships, but maybe maybe spaceships. not bookshelves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was just from that from that early age, I I remember distinctly my mom, probably my dad too, but my mom and my grandma just saying, "Oh, he's going to be an architect." Hmm. And uh, my brother was always back and forth. He always wanted to be a, an army soldier, and then hmm. he went into the army, right? So that made sense. Uh, my other brother, who knows, and the same thing with my sister. But for me, it was always just like, oh, he's just going to be this. Hmm. So that's, that, yeah. That's interesting, like the power that that like spoken over you had. You yeah. Know? Like if they're like, oh, he's going to be a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, you know. Yeah. But I think it's, it was, it's also paired to your 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 interest, right? But yeah. Exactly. It was probably reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, so then you were pretty set on architecture, but not U of M. In the yeah. next closest place, <laughs> yeah, that was affordable. <laughs> it was affordable. Uh, so getting there was, you know, you you probably had this this bag of tricks that you thought was pretty good, possibly from drafting. You get into the program. Was it what you expected, or did it shock you in in a way it probably should have? It shocked me in in different ways. In realizing that, holy crap, some people are way better at x or y than me Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is i never attribute that what i was good at i was better than other people but i was like studio was right up my alley yeah yeah studio was like literally from 8 a.m even after partying to midnight like i was just at studio the whole time or library like that was my home one person thought one of my friends thought that i didn't leave studio for four days straight and i go no i've been home every night I just get there, like, because this was during, mm. the, I just get there at 7 a.m. Mm. and I don't leave until like 9 p.m. at, yeah. at the early. So, you, every morning you see my car <sighs> because I parked it in front of their house. Every night you see my car, but like, I am going home. Yeah. Huh. It's just different sort of hours. Um, but uh, college was funny because, like, statistics, I literally could not pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. At all. And I tried extremely hard and then I would just daydream. Um, chemistry, the worst at chemistry. Um, I'm a big reader, but this one book that this professor made us read for, uh, who knows what class it was, maybe a writing class, maybe, I don't know. But like my roommate, who's one of my best friends sums it up. He's like, if you don't like something, you really, really suck at it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like that's a lot of architects. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But But then Uh, like anthropology, hmm. a lot of people hated the professor stood in the front he put his hands, you can, people can't see, but basically to their side with the inside of the elbows out. And he did not move. 
and he just lectured straight about anthropology. It's really impressive how he's holding his hands. Yes. You should see it. (laughs) And I was so infatuated that this guy was so in the zone Hmm. that he will not move and just dead lecture. So I'm like, I got to listen to this. (laughs) And it's cool. It was a story. Um, Turned out it was a cardboard cutout, and he just had a recording coming out. (laughs) So um, while I admit, like, those other areas, I just, I was the worst. I was the worst dad. And it's so bad, I don't recommend this. One of my teachers, you know, I was even uh, complaining to one of my teachers. Like, I just hate this book. I can't even do this. And he's like, why? You got decent grades. And I'm not going to, I was like, I didn't say this. I go, well, I cheat off of what's her name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that lady, I cheat off of her all the time. I literally yeah. have no idea what this book is about. Yeah. Um, but anthropology, on the opposite sense, I just remember like I was into that. And same with one of the architecture classes. So the anthropology class, the, after the first test, everyone had a D. And me and my roommate had an A. Hmm. And the TA came in and everyone was just complaining because they're not, you know, NDSU isn't the Yale of anything, but, you know, they came to college, you know, they're trying, right? Literally, like, it was Ds across wow. the boards. And the TA said, uh, <laughs> he goes, well, study harder. And everyone was pissed. And I just laughed. I think this is hilarious. <laughs> um, and one of the first architecture classes, too, again, it was probably just my interest. I just soaked it up. A, thought it was awesome. And every it, people were getting Cs. And I'm like, I don't understand, but it's probably the opposite. Other people can pay attention to statistics and yeah. other thing. And I'm just like, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And so then what, you know, we, we kind of talked earlier that it's so easy to kind of land in a college, especially for undergrad, where you don't really know what you're getting into possibly. So what did you get out of North Dakota State that you probably wouldn't have other places or, or what was it really good and what it kind of leave you with? Yeah. So, um, I think the summary comes from, you know, how every college has to get accredited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to put on our boards for students and then people had to fly in from all over the place to see what the students were doing, interview, stuff like that. And what I got, this is almost counterintuitive because like a lot of architectures in New York, um, mm-hmm. San Francisco, LA, all, all those other places. And North Dakota is not it. Um, even like Colorado architecture is far superior to a lot of North mm-hmm. Dakota architecture. Not all of it, but just yeah, on a yeah. general level. And uh, one of the accreditators came up to me and just kind of like put his shoulder next to me. And he's like, I don't understand. And I go, what? He goes, um, we, we were expecting this to suck a lot more. <laughs> He goes, what is going on here? Hmm. Because Lance is, my business partner has great stuff. Like a lot of good stuff was coming out of that. And I go, well, um, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, there's nothing to do here hmm. besides mm-hmm. drink, football, and study. Yeah. So if you like it, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. The second thing I said was, um, since there's nothing to go here, we go to other places. Like hmm. we fly to New York. Hmm. We fly to San Francisco. Um, people take tours of the Southwest. And I remember being in Europe doing my tour and meeting some people just going around drinking and they were locals from Spain and they're like, oh, we haven't even been to the places in Spain that you've been to. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so, and then the, so besides there's nothing else to do, (laughs) but then that I didn't say this third point. And the third point was since there's nothing else to do there, like 
and I know that I just can't walk there and see it. Like I go down to the library all the time. Yeah. Like it's crazy how much of those masters, like Mies van der Rohe and um, uh, what Marcel Breuer, uh, is, is one that I'm thinking about. Like, and there's some of that stuff around there, like in uh, Breuer stuff is in North Dakota mm. and and in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It's like these masters are literally right below the studio. Hmm. And if there's nothing else to do, you can just go down there and see what they're doing. Yeah. Or did do. Yeah. I think that's really interesting, you know, like the idea of, of that or or Kansas State to some degree, although we had like another rival college next to us where, where there's some kind of cross-pollinization. But, but those places where, yeah, there's less to do. And I feel like if you have those, those professors uh, and those pockets of just really great learning and ideas, you know, you can really have this fantastic culture of, of design and learning that, yeah. yeah, that's not always visible to outside. Right. Um, and I think too, one of, uh, I was telling you in the other podcast, my friend who's a PhD, but not the doctor. Yeah. So he, he's been at a couple of really great schools and now he's a teacher and somehow like he's known people from Harvard and Yale and from NDSU and case all over the board. And somehow we were talking and he said the difference that he feels, you would know more, um, is that at a NDSU or wherever, you'll have people just as good as Harvard and Yale. You'll just have less of them. Yeah. So like that, that it's a double-edged sword where there's nothing to do. If there's those good people like, mm-hmm. oh, now they have all the free time, all that. But then there's those bad people that don't have the standard. Like they literally see something shitty outside and they're like, oh, that's the standard. Yeah, yeah. So like... I think that that does happen. It just, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. And like when you can find somebody like your your business partner now, you know that that you can really engage with, and then you're on the same page when you when you go out. And so then, what what did happen? So you graduated. Does a five year program? Five year. Five yep. year. Nice. Yep. So what what was next? Five year master. Um, and then I tr- most people from NDSU either went to Minneapolis, Denver, or Seattle. Hmm. And then some people stayed, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to go to New York. So I had a bunch of interviews in New York, um, got a couple offers, and then got an offer from studio Daniel Liebskin. Mm. And it was hilarious because in high school, my mom got a Time magazine of architecture. <laughs> and for some reason, she she said this once. She's like, oh, you should work for Daniel Liebskin. <laughs> That's funny. And what was hilarious was I was like, no. I'm not going to work for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like your mom and your answer just telling you what to do. Like, you're going to be an architect. Yeah. You're going to work for Daniel. And yeah. If my mom says, can you call me mom and say, you're going to make $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks mom. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get your predictions <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah. better. Um, <laughs> so then I go out and work. Well, it was funny because when I was out there, I was getting phone calls from Leapskin's office and I was graduating, so they said, uh, it was weird. They go, I go, when can I have my interview? And like, well, we offered you an internship. And an internship, I can't remember what the money was, but let's just say a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. It was fine, but it wasn't anything, yeah. right? Um, and I, I was just so confused. Like, do I have to turn down the internship to get the interview for the full <laughs> job? That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Um, but then I, I finally came to the conclusion that there's only so many OMAs, Leapskins, Garys, who, you, you know, you know, them, um, that I might as well just take this internship, even if it is just an internship. Right, so yeah. it was maybe like a three month internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
then uh, 2008, the crash happened. Mm. And it was right, actually, yeah, right around that. It was right before the official crash. And we were on our station that we got off of Wall Street Station. Um, so we were on the 17th floor. So we could see like the bankers <laughs> losing their job. But I got a job slightly before that. But in New York, you could feel it. Yeah. You can feel things in New Ouch. York. And uh, so like I knew things were semi-down. I didn't get in. My internship was wrapping up. Um, and I think I, I was young and stupid. So like I don't know how much I pushed it. But I went and interviewed at a couple other firms. And one said, okay, uh, before we offer you this job, like can you just go ask them if you're going to get a job there? Well, okay, sure. So I went and asked him, and then Michael, which was my boss, but there's higher level bosses, he couldn't make the decision. But um, I don't remember who I asked. But the next day, Michael goes, he goes, congratulations. And I go, what? What happened? And he's like, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he's like, well, uh, um, Carla, which was the boss, you know, uh, asked me, you know, what I think of you, and I said all good stuff. So like you should have a job. It's <laughs> like, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> so, so either, uh, either Carla came and told me or, or I went up and asked her or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, you got a job, blah, blah, blah. So then I had to call the other person back. Like, okay. Thanks for making me ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the crash happened. And then, uh, I don't remember. It was like six, seven, eight months after that or whatever. Um, firms were laying off. Uh, they, it was weird they brought like 11 us in and it was all random like you know your team you know your people are um but i didn't think much of it and then they're like yeah you should see this coming uh since uh we were putting you on like random nonsense tasks i was like oh that's what i was doing i, I, I cared a lot about that but yeah i would have went to the museum if i yeah. knew it was random nonsense <laughs> tasks um and you're all laid off uh they said it nicely and and all that uh and i was fine because we we're you're talking about like, what did you learn at NDSU? I saw it at, at Leibskin too. I was literally the last person hired, right? Mm -hmm. So way more experienced people than me were being laid off. But also like some of some of these guys and girls, I was like, oh, you are way better and way smarter than me also. So like, I can't feel bad that I'm getting laid off when someone that is actually smarter and better than me is also getting laid off with more experience. Yeah. Um, and then it was a disaster because most of the offices, people knew each other in every offices, shop, you know, all that. And everyone was just cutting like a third, a half. Um, and one of my uh, friends there, he, he basically, we, we had lunch afterwards and he's like, you should just get out of New York, you know, um, which was like good advice because I don't know if I came to that conclusion yeah. yet. Was I that the goal? Were you thinking, oh, I'll just stay here for a few years with Leibskin or whoever and then then go back somewhere else? Or you're like, no, I'm I'm a New York guy. For at that time? When you started, yeah. I think I was a New York guy. And yeah. I think all I knew was like, oh, I'll just be here for the next five years. Who, who, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, after that, I think I always had ideas of having my own firm, but it was, you know, you're new. I didn't, I didn't think anything, you know, that anytime soon I was going to go start anything. Yeah. Um, and then, then I decided, Hey, I'll go get my master's in construction management hmm. because that will, it's related to architecture, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that, and then <laughs> I used, I got a full ride. Hmm. Um, and where did I, you go? And back to NDSU. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I, I mean, it's true, but I thought I was kind of BSing, like using 
whatever fancy words I had, like the cross-pollination between architecture and construction management, you know, would be so helpful to the program. Like, yeah. You've said cross-pollination 20 times in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. that the only big word you know? Exactly. So um, I did that. Uh, and then a couple of my other friends, like, same thing, like, they got late, like, the recession was real. Um, so, uh, d- d- uh, actually, was it just one? One of my other college roommates came back. Um, he was working for... I think the prison department or something hmm. like something like not even close to like his, his, uh, what he went to college for. And I remember I was so jealous of him because he could afford milk. I was like, <laughs> what is this highfalutin can buy a gallon of milk. Even every Friday would buy a steak. I was like, this guy is this, something. This guy with his whole milk. <laughs> gallon of milk and steak. <laughs> Leaves can really spoil you. Yeah. <laughs> you live in the same house as me. We actually share the same room. <laughs> Your bed is right there. <laughs> um, take him off his pedestal, you know? Uh, <clears throat> so then, should I stop or keep? No, no. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you decided to go to business school. Um, construction management. Constru- oh, construction management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so then, then what? So then after that, um, Basically, I knew because in between Leibskin and that, I stayed at my parents' place, and I was like, "I'm, I'm just not gonna go do that again." Yeah. Just, you know, um, so Lance was down here. He he got laid off after me, but I called him right when I got laid off. I go, "I think this is probably coming your way." Hmm. Um, so he started making uh, Revit furniture models hmm. uh, for Turbo Squid, and then that basically Arcat got a hold of him and was paying him to make models hmm. for Arcat. Then he got laid off a couple months after me. Maybe it was even longer. I was in college, and then I was wrapping up. Um, it was basically a year and a summer to get to get the masters in that. And then I think I just started helping him on on some odd stuff. And then I and I had I had four thousand dollars in my bank account, and so much milk. So <laughs> the amount of milk and steaks you can buy with that is huge. Um, good thing I didn't buy that. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I don't know if you should come down. I don't know if I have enough work. And I go, well, I'm doing it. <laughs> There's no other. I'm, I'm doing it. And I get, the apartment I got was right above him over. Hmm. And then it was this, the dining room was where the, then we set up our desk. And all I had, you know, those baseball lawn chairs that fold in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was my living room with a chess, <laughs> an antique chess that my mom got us. <laughs> And then not even uh, a TV, not anything else, you know, bed on the floor. And that was the start of F9. <laughs> nice. and, and we could get work from there, but we could, um, I don't know how much I applied to jobs, but I mean, it was still such a, like the industry as a whole in 09. Well, you actually talked yeah, about it. Like right. it, it wasn't a hot market. <laughs> no. Um, so we just started from there. And so that, that was the goal. You moved there, you had your, your, your fancy, fancy folding chair. You're saying, yep. okay, we're starting this off. How, how did you get project? What, what was that first call? Yep. So we started advertising on Craigslist hmm. and, um, we don't anymore, but it actually got us some clients that we still work with hmm. today. Actually a few. And, one was for a medical marijuana dispensary. Yeah. And this was new back then, you know, like here. And then also like, come, so, um, but anyways, I went, I went there and I partnered up with someone that I knew and met and we gave a proposal and all that and did all the work. 
and got the job and didn't ask questions of why we got the job, but like got the job. And then at the end I asked like, why did you pick us? Because I knew, I knew there was at least five to six other bids. And I knew that I was probably the youngest one, most inexperienced going after. Right. And he said, you're a professional, you're on time. And then in the end, you over-delivered. Hmm. And I said, well, isn't that everyone? And he goes, oh, no, 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 hmm. no, no. And that's when it clicked. Like, oh, there might be rules to this game hmm. that I can play by. And eventually that finally morphed into, there were some iterations of it, but F9, nine foundational principles. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, everybody should go look at their website. I mean, there's a nice, nice principles laid out, you know, and I was curious about that, you know, starting my own firm. It's like how much from the beginning you need that foundation of an idea, right? Of of sort of who you are, what do you want the company to be? And it felt like there was so much pressure to nail that from the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. versus how much of that is organic and grows, but hopefully you don't lose yourself as it grows. So I guess you're saying that some of those foundations, those ideas were just instilled in you and then then maybe quickly evolved into that list of nine and then that's where the name came from they didn't quickly evolve and actually it's been a while like <clears throat> it's weird so one thing i learned at leapskin you know doing the projects and then we'd be done with the project and then the whole clients would come in and, and obviously it's some huge people right um and nina would walk up to daniel and hand him this blackboard and white chalk or whatever it was and say okay design this like draw the sketch the inspiration sketch after it's all done, yeah. here's the inspiration right. sketch. You know, here's yeah. the thing. So I go, oh, okay. That's that's how it's done. So F9 originally wasn't even that. So our firm, like literally that was the first summer that that whole realization came in. And it literally built on that. But the firm was, oh, we, we don't have any real work. What should we call ourselves? F9 is a hotkey for uh, 3D Studio Max. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so it was like... That. We have a lot of production in the F9 button. Look at you guys, fancy 3ds Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, so we're F9 Productions at this point. And then once that idea of those principles came in, we started um, naturally adding them, and we made rules like um, we time everything. Uh, we made rules uh, because they said you're on time. We get back to clients within 24 hours. That's one of our rules. Um, Another one was we got to start the firm relatively young before we are too indoctrinated in the ways of everyone else. Mm -hmm. So when we made Revit, we, which relates to our courts, like we go, how would we do this if we were in charge? So every component, like the wall systems, are framing walls first, finish wall second. Same thing with the floors, same thing with um, how we do 3D views and all this stuff. Because it mimics the way it's constructed. Mm -hmm. So then now when you actually model something, you can have more confidence when you go out in the field or someone calls you. So model like it gets built is one of them. It mm -hmm. might be four, but I can't remember. Um, and then so like all of these, I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure there's like unwritten close to nine of them. And then I kind of wrote down the ones that like everyone knows that we go by. And I go, that's it. Like this is how we've been operating, you know, the story has changed. Mm. We've done the design period of five years of building a firm. Mm. So now we're doing our end sketch. Look at our sketch. Mm. Here's <laughs> the chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing that your hotkey wasn't like F2 or F1 or something. Yeah. Then yeah. You yeah. wouldn't have very many rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, that's awesome. So, so that's sort of like five years in. So you guys are are what about twelve years in? Two thousand nine, um, beginning of two thousand nine. Is it twenty two? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that eleven. Happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you get the dispensary. It's the two of you guys. I think the interesting project is like the second one. You know, sometimes you stumble into the first one, and then what? What? How do you get the second one? And how does that kind of come? roll into hiring your first person and growing yep so that's i'll I'll go into that one thing that we had that art cat work was our steady bread and butter so like that was what was paying the bills while we were going um so that we could pursue these these other things uh Mm. after that um there was this developer down in golden and he bought a do you see the upper right one yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> What's that? Yellow. Called? Yeah, we're looking at the picture. Yeah, in the office here. Uh, I think we just call it Golden Duplex, mm. but the foundation was already there. Mm. And what was on it next to it were these. They were built like maybe five years before that, but horrible seventies looking outside and inside the way it was cut up. Mm. Like, you know what a seventies yeah, yeah, yeah. cut up architecture is. Um, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about going with you guys. I like your energy. I like, you know, all this." And this is like negotiation after ne- negotiation. And Lance is walking around, uh, talking to him. And I'm just—I think he had it on speaker, or maybe I could just hear, you know, what was going on. And he was just waffling back and forth. He goes, "Because I've been talking to another architect, and he said if if you developer go with us, you will regret it." And I go, Lance, I go, because he, he can press the mute button. I go, I go, tell him about all your construction experience. Mm. So Lance was in the field when he was 15. Mm. So then he was able to say, that other guy doesn't have this. This other guy does this. Mm. You will not regret it. Mm. Um, and that's how we landed the next one. And he didn't regret it. He's still a friend to this day. Mm. You know, it's still awesome. But to the credit to that other architect, I remember it's a duplex. Um, you know, I know we had to have firewalls and I know firewalls, but the, I didn't know what a partition firewall mm, was, mm. you know, like the gap in between the two layers of, yeah. because of like, how does that even stand up? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, cl- <laughs> so like, um, the fire inspector, I mean, the city inspector saw that I had two one hour walls, but he's like, oh, you should do a party wall shaft liner in here. And I go, what is that? And he's like, oh, I'll, show, I'll send you a detail. Mm. Like, that's how raw we were. Yeah. You know, right. like yeah. not even knowing that. Yeah. Um, uh. Hey, sorry, you have like a hard out at 230? We can go a little bit longer. So uh, just if I leave at, we can go to 240. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll speed it up. I hate, I hate this. I love just the, I, I get way too into the details here with you. But, uh, okay. So, so you, you got that and, and you're building up the firm. I think, you know, again, going back to our, our beginning conversation of the sort of who are you and the thing that I, the, all the list of things that I sort of in, labeled you as, you know, mm-hmm. you, all these things. Was that there from the beginning of saying, okay, w- we want to be, we're these entrepreneurs, we want these these revenue streams, we're interested in all these things. It was a vision from the beginning or did it sort of... Um, come together no that was there from day one and it's a absolutely great question i think it would be immensely harder if you try to start a firm without some sort of support so 
I don't know if your wife had a job when you were kind of doing your own thing. Probably. No, we were yeah. we were just like living in a 300 square foot apartment. And, uh, <laughs> okay. I yeah. feel like that is yeah hard. So uh, <laughs> congratulations to you. <laughs> and we're still married. See, yeah, like, like you said. Yeah. Um, I'm about to do a remodel, so we'll see if we make it through. <laughs> there you go. Um, we knew from Leapskin and Studio HT, both of them mm-hmm. amazing firms. But okay, one does like super high end big stuff. In you know, they'll do maybe a museum and a high rise and stuff, but like these clients are clients. Right. Right. Um, the other, his firm, like rich people houses. Right. Well, both of that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So we said we need a multi-legged stool. Mm-hmm. We need at least a three to four legged stool. So if one falls, it's done. So, you know, like it doesn't fall. Yeah. So one was this BIM content that mm-hmm. we did. So we made a whole bunch, put a whole bunch of time in it to it and then was able to develop all this. The other one was architecture. And then soon after that, it was, okay, this BIM content that we made for someone else, can we make our own thing? And we're making our own template. Can we sell that? Mm. Right? So that's another leg to stand on. And then after a while, then it's like, then we need to hire because we're getting more projects. And honestly, back then, not a lot of people were good at Revit. So we just asked CU, can we help out some way? Mm. You know? And they're like, do you want to teach? There's another leg. Hmm. So that's what we were doing from the beginning was getting these multiple legs. And then that's what ultimately led with the decision with like construction too, because a lot of them is it's bank financed. So once it's bank finance, let's say the build is a year, you have some steady stream of income for a year. A lot of architecture, like if something happens, a client will just say, Hey, pause. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not paying you any more cash. Like, and it never comes down to this. Like, if you want to kind of contractually hold me <laughs> hold to trying to be yeah. like, this is, it's going to be a nightmare, you know? Right. Um, so that's where the construction end hmm. came in. Um, and then the development end came in too, just logically, um, same thing. Like, okay, we have some cash. W- what do we do with it? How do we get a stronger leg? Oh, can we make something that we already have designed that we know how it's put together and then make our office and that will only help further boost the whole stool? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super impressive. Uh, And I think, you know, there's so many firms trying to go, myself included, going to a more design develop model and, you know, to to make it work like you guys are, I think is impressive. But I also know from my experience, it's just like, how do you, how do you fit it all in a day? And how do you, how do you juggle all that without then diluting sort of yourself or your schedule or your life or your maybe vision in a way. Yeah. Some of it does get diluted. And then the other thing too is um, the amount, and this is like, what do you want to do and how much are you comfortable with? Right. The amount that I actually design is very little. Right. So one house in Boulder, that's hopefully, I mean, it's looking to be a really, really great house. I did the first couple iterations of it and then handed it off. But other than that, in the past, let's just say year and a half, most of it is, oh, here's a project. Here's our project manager, one of our architects or project managers. They're doing it. I might sketch something out or I might say, you go for it. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's diluted, but I'm not sitting there for eight hours doing the design on that. I'm either communicating, coordinating field, you know, something else. And then it comes down to is like, okay, what kind of life do you want to live right how much do you still want to be in that design world than not i can get that through i've done a bunch of it i've made up my own projects uh 
just you know just for myself um i can have other projects in my back of my head or sketch later and and, and that's fine so i'm okay with that, that at this point i don't know if i was two three years in like how do you if you're two or three years in not only are, you know how we talked about we're establishing essentially a, a revit thing you're establishing like how you're firm operates and how it goes across right and like we just touched on briefly like you can be one of those firms that spend so much in time in design and stuff like that but you aren't going to know I'm just picking on you because you're right here not right. really picking on it he's pointing right at me yeah <laughs> how are you going to know what is appropriate amount of time iteration care unless you do that on the first 10 projects right that you're actually doing right i've already done 10 20 30 40 I, I don't even know how many. So now I, I, I don't have to do that. But if I didn't do that, how can I tell people like, no, like SD in this needs to be this proportion and we need to figure out and here's some techniques to do it. Here, if you're really stuck, you know, like bring down everyone around here. Um, so the only reason, and I don't even think you're asking this question is like, some people might want to do it, but are you at that point of doing it? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for you, it's good enough just to not necessarily design as much, but then have your blackboard at the end with your chalk and just do that one nice sketch and then <laughs> sign your name to it. Look at this idea I came <laughs> up with. nine improved. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. But uh, you could go, you know, like, let's say you do spend a lot of time designing a house that you love um, and all that, and you do want to take it into the construction side and be the paper contractor mm -hmm. like that's a good way to transition too. like okay i'm not going to spend my next couple months doing design but um i am going to learn this whole process so then like i can repeat that process once or twice and then now i can if i need to tell someone else to do it i've done each one of those steps yeah yeah when i know you got to run here so we're gonna jump to some some other questions but um so what's what are you excited about what what's what's in the future what's the next step for f9 you guys have done a lot but what's the thing you're excited about next uh one of the things i'm so excited about is so far out there and such a small chance i don't even know if i can say it like it, it's such a pie in the sky mm. sort of thing um that it does involve a lot of my talents and skills that i developed but it's so it's so rare that like, who knows? It's like, no, no one gets to do this, you know? Um, so other than that, <laughs> sorry, sorry. About You're just teasing and that not going to tell us or, uh, yeah. What does uh, it start with? What's the, the first letter? No. Um, so I mean, I can tell people because it won't give away anything. It, it has to do with space and that's just mm. a different industry. That's, I hate to use this pun, but we will. It, it's out of this, it's out of this world. Like mm. it's literally like in every sense of the way, wow. you know? So that's why it's so like minute. It's yeah. not that I'm not putting energy and effort and, and teams, you know, behind it. It's just like, you know, there's Elon Musk, there's Virgin Galactic, there, you know, like <laughs> right. who knows? Um, but other than that, whew, I have, I've this last couple of weeks with these builds, I've really been stuck in the moment. Um, I am excited. I feel like that right now we can command and say what we're worth and we know that we're worth it. Mm -hmm. So like 
And, you know, in downturn markets and stuff like that, but like having the confidence of, hey, this is our fees. I can tell you why we're worth it. I can tell you all this. But like, if if you don't like it before it used to have been like, man, am I wrong? Did I miss out? Did, you know, other competition, can they do it better? Now it's like, oh, no, no. I know what we can do. I know how much things cost. I know, you know, whatever. Nice. That, that. I can't remember specifically what the question was, but that's something I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, what are you excited about? Exactly, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, just where where you've you've been doing this, you've set up all these systems, you've you've trained your employees in the way that you work and and um yeah, now you get to get to point it forward and point it out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you you know, um yeah, I, I appreciate looking at you guys just um, as partners and, and how you work and how you've built this thing and how you've built this very diverse and wide uh, a company and your your entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, starting this podcast, I was looking at you guys and, and sort of how you work and and also just, um, yeah, how you're how you're shedding a light on sort of the day to day of a firm in, in Colorado. And I, I think it's great. And so. Thanks for doing this this little podcast switch, and uh, let's stay in touch. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Bye. You can visit architecting.com, that's architect-ing.com, to see images from this week's guest. And please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week and keep connecting.